Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Stick to my guns. You know what people would say? She can't handle the heat herself. I promise you, every argument, every debate we do here on the show, I've already thought it out. Every fan base takes its turn being sensitive. We managed to offend them all. All the way across the country and north of the border, we're really good at it. We'll get to you eventually. Such a great world we live in. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. All right. I think all of the technical snafus that could possibly occur occurred in the first hour. And don't ask me why someone unplugs a microphone. (laughs) And can I just tell you something? In 25 years in this business, that is the first time in my entire career that I've ever dealt with a microphone that was unplugged. Seriously. First time ever. That's what happens when I go away. Chick leaves the studio for a week and all hell breaks loose. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. Good to have you with us. Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. I hope that you enjoyed your holiday weekend or if you haven't taken any time off yet, It feels like a good time to do that. I certainly know that there were millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people who were traveling over the weekend. Plus, we had the crazy winter storm, which dumped alternately snow and rain and sleet and hail. Penny and I got caught in a hail storm on Friday morning, I think it was. So first time ever with this dog in 11 years with Penny that I've ever been caught in a downpour of hail. But all of a sudden, we were getting pelted by ice. So that was interesting. So I know a lot of people around the country were affected, whether you were traveling or whether you weren't. Uh, It definitely was not an easy holiday weekend to navigate. But I hope that in some combination of food, family, fun, faith, friends, football, that you got exactly what you needed. Maybe a little peace and rest in there as well. You can find me on Twitter, ALaw Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I have been promising you a special surprise guest. I don't think that I could come up with 
any better way to wrap up 2022 than to welcome back our friend. We call him Matt the Musher, affectionately. Matt Pavelio is his name. He's the after hours favorite Iditarod racer. At least he was in 2022 and hoping for an update as we turn the calendar to a new year. Matt, happy holidays to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me again, Amy, and uh, happy holidays to you as well. How are you? That's a loaded uh, question, you know. <laughs> good. A little bit lost this year, but uh, doing good, doing good. Why are you lost? Well, uh, you know, I mean, last year, I think when we were talking, you know, I was kind of looking at one of the biggest, neatest uh opportunities, obstacles, uh, you know, athletic endeavors, just kind of uh, looking at the Iditarod. And this year, um, I, I wouldn't say lost. I've stepped back in my role from, like, being the primary musher in the yard, and I'm kind of just uh, uh, a consultant, a coach, and um, helping a, a group of ladies um, that want to qualify for the Iditarod, and then my daughter kind of get ready for the races for the season. So a smaller a kennel with uh, kind of – uh, less ambitious goals this year, I would say, to a certain extent. I mean, we don't have a thousand mile race, but um, man, um, that weather has been crazy, and it's uh, that's kind of been the big story up here as well. Um, but I think Buffalo and that uh, those guys, <laughs> they kind of they kind of take the cake, and you know, I mean, it's you know, our our heart goes out to them. We uh, we understand the bad weather, but that's like that's that's next level up there. So. Yeah, lots of little obstacles, but um, yeah, not running I did around this year, but uh, having some fun, kind of a different perspective, I guess, on the whole sport. Well, I I guess I had anticipated that your decision would be this one, only from uh, our text messaging, but also knowing kind of where you were, but I, I'm sure people would like to know why, if you wouldn't mind telling us what made you decide not to follow up and race again this year. Well, I mean, it, it's, you know, uh, you know, there's all these unlimited, you know, goals and lofty, um, lofty expectations on myself, but, you know, I've got limited resources and limited energy. And so it kind of boils down to, uh, you know, kind of got to go to work. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if I, if I could pull like an Air Emirates uh, type of uh, sponsorship or, you know, uh, something like that, then I would be, you know, I would, uh, I would pay my mortgage that way. And I would go out and run dogs all day long. I think economics break, break it down. But, uh, sure. I mean, furthermore, it's just to do it right. You got to put your everything into it. And that's, I just, it takes too much away from the family, the, uh, you know, the career and, uh, the, you know, the important things in life. So it was a matter of stepping back. Um, because when I do it again, I want to do it right. So, um, and I'm not saying if someone fell off of a team today and needed an Iditarod racer, I wouldn't jump in. Uh, but I probably wouldn't this year because I would bust up a family vacation to Maui and that would probably <laughs> not end well for me, you know. Uh, but yeah, so there was, it was a couple complicated, you know, it was just complicated like decision. Um, but I'll tell you, Amy, there's no way that I. I'm not thinking about it every day. And the mm. hardest thing is to be on the sideline watching other people prepare for races and be ready and talk about it. And just the camaraderie of the other mushers. I've already been at one race this year that my daughter ran and another lady from the kennel ran and uh, being on the sidelines like that, watching everybody take care of the dogs and do their thing. It, it is, it's hard. <laughs> it's very, 
it's very, very hard to watch that. Mm. So, yeah, yeah well, it's, it's definitely difficult. I can imagine. It sounds, though, like the door is open at some point that you would like to do this again if the opportunity presents itself. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Yeah, I think uh, I made a lot of good friends, um, a fairly good name for myself um, with the veterinarians and the race officials and then just other other racers where um, I had uh, shoot. Uh, we had our not our pick of kennels, but we had a lot of different kennels that were that wanted uh, myself and my daughter to come in and kind of train their teams up. We had um, proven Iditarod teams that were going to pay us and you know could have put us up in a house type of thing. And then um, we had um, just uh, friends that would have competitive teams that aren't able to do it this year. Mm. Um, and, and in the end, you have to go to what is the best, you know, the best fit. And we wanted. Uh, we wanted a place that we could make a difference that we, you know, like our skills, my daughter and I, our skills are validated. So we found, uh, we found a small kennel that did just that. So yeah, there'll be a time when we go back um, and we find a team and we, we do whatever we can to, to make it, uh, you know, to do it right and do it the right way. Um, everything from nutrition to training, you know, to dog care, we want to do it all the right way. So we have to find the right system, the right place. And, uh, the right opportunity for growth. I know all that sounds cliche, you know, right? but it is, I mean, it, I don't want to be a place where I'm, you know, trying to, you know, put a square peg into a, right. a round hole. So uh, that we found, we found the right spot for us this year um, to grow my daughter. She'll be uh, running her second junior Iditarod team and then third junior Willow team. And these are like hundred mile wilderness races where there's no support. You send your kid into the wilds of Alaska for two days um, with uh, a tracker and, um, you know, all the perils, uh, frozen lakes, frozen rivers, you know, moose, mountain passes and things like that. Um, and, I mean, she's 15. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, it's it's pretty neat. Getting her ready for that um, and having her grow from last year, it's 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 pretty neat. Coaching's, coaching's neat, but it's, it's you know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a, a neat way to stay with the sport. I definitely understand lots of former athletes. They make that jump to coaching too, because it keeps them close to the sport that they love. We're spending a few minutes with Matt, the musher, Matt Pavelio. He's joining us from Alaska for the first time in a long time. And I just want you to know, we've had so many people who've asked over the course of the last say nine months or so. And you weren't just with us for the course of your rookie I did a rod, which was early 22, but also you were a participant in the After Hours Chubby Bunny Championship. So, of course, we'll need to have you do that with us again <laughs> coming up in late oh, March or early April. Yes, because you, you are a reigning co-champion along with producer Jay. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Well, I want to ask then about your daughter and the coaching. Um, you just kind of outlined the fears for a parent uh, and and someone who's done it, and you went through a lot of those perils last year yourself. Um, what types of ways do you feel like you can help her? And how are you coaching her to do this again? Uh, poorly so far. Um, you know, um, like <laughs> uh, tonight, uh, I you know I'm I'm finishing my shift in the emergency room, and I I, I kind of send her a test a text message and say, you know, well we. I want you to kind of get ready for a run. And this was going to be a, a serious training run, a 40 miler. 
And, you know, it's, it's everything from gear to, for ourselves. Um, we call it mandatory gear, everything you got to have in your sled that would keep you alive or you need to take care of the dogs has to be in the sled and then all the rigging and all of the things. And then I also wanted her to call and talk to the other girls in the yard and figure out which dogs are going and which trails we should run on. We have three or four major trail systems in the neighborhood. Um, and we have had, you know, 48 inches of snow and, um, just Whoa. all sorts of craziness out there. So it has been, it finding trails to run are hard, but having her kind of seek that type of information out and then put it all together. Um, it, it that's, that's going to be the next step because, uh, then, it, then she's, you know, she's making her list. She's checking it twice. She's kind of going through all the things. And I, I, the thing is I didn't give her quite a, a great list. I kind of fragmented my thoughts and I came back and some of the stuff was done and, just kind of learning that uh, to give someone good directions, you got to give them a good checklist and then they can, then they can succeed. But if you kind of just, you know, I, I was just a little vague. And so once I kind of get that stuff around, I think it just, it, it, you know, she'll be much better off seeing her work with the dogs and perform the sport itself. She's a natural, she's wonderful. She's wonderful in cold conditions and harsh conditions and wind. And um, I mean, just in, the 11th she competed against adults and she did wonderful she was just nice clean easy breezy but uh the back end of it preparing for the uh, expeditions and that type of stuff is uh and making the list herself and kind of putting it all together she knows the stuff she's done it but um you know just actually having her do that whole process is that's the next step um yeah and then she's she'll do it she's a very organized uh woman and lady and she's uh <laughs> You know, much smarter than I am, so it's it's fun to watch her come around. Mm. Well, I know last year, yeah, last year she did the the junior Iditarod, and I just remember the videos uh, and your your pride as a parent. I think I remember asking you about uh, you watching her compete and waiting for her to show up at the finish line versus your own competition. And I think many parents can identify. It's far more nerve wracking. If I remember correctly, that's what you told us uh, to be watching and waiting for her than to actually do it yourself. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I think about, uh, was it Raisman's parents in the Olympics? I, I think I said it last year, but like her mom and dad were just so nervous contorting <laughs> their bodies and just like, you know, ooh, ah, ee, ah, and, um, and that's, that's what you feel like. I mean, we, every five seconds we're watching the tracker to see where she is and, uh, the GPS trackers that follow them along and, um, and then, you know, trying to be there for her at the beginning and the end without overstepping, you know, keeping her like, it's her job, it's her race, it's her stuff to do and not like overstepping because at the point you, the competition starts, your coaching is pretty much done. You're just there as support and she needs me there, but probably is just kind of a quiet in the background, <laughs> you know, no, just, just a pillar. If she needs me, she can come to me. And uh, nothing so says quiet and in the background, quite like you, Matt. <laughs> uh, you know, we also, well, after just a few, you know, yes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of my MO. 
Nice. Well, I know that it it was a tough decision for you because I can hear it, uh, but also know how much you feel like you grew as a person and as a team leader and as a driver and all those things over the course of your own experience. So we will be rooting you on whenever it is that you decide that you're ready to jump back in. But I know our original conversation with you started over something as simple as best dog breed. And you called us up from Alaska (laughs) over a year ago to tell us that Huskies were by far the best dog breed out there. And so being around the dogs, uh, is that still therapeutic for you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's, you know, um, every yard you get to go into it's um there's all the uh you know i i have a fondness for the the underdogs uh, so <laughs> we every yard you go into you find these dogs and i just always gravitate to or, towards them and uh so yeah working with this team there's you know the the bear litter that we have uh we have chicago and grizzly and kodiak and uh yeah it, it, there's um and yogi Aww. and Teddy. those those are all the you know they're all the different types of bears um, the, this litter is amazing, right? So they kind of carry the yard. You don't have to worry about them. There's a few scrappers in there. And then Lewis and Clark are two just wonderful dogs. And then <laughs> a few older dogs. We've got Walnut, Spurs, and then uh, my boy Birchwood, who's kind of on the – he's in the back of the pack, and I just love him. He's a little bit growly with other dogs but doesn't fight. And he, I really want him to come on strong, but he's just – he's probably kind of falling off a little bit. And then we get a new guy, Rango, that's young and a little bit – spastic and he just pulls so hard but he you know doesn't have that self-preservation for like distance running i bet you he would be like a wonderful mid-distance guy or like you know uh you know an 800 meter runner or something like that but he's not that marathoner and uh so yeah it's um being around the dogs is great and then like and just running them like tomorrow my daughter and i will go out for 40 miles nice and uh in all your problems go away. Last year, every day I wasn't at the hospital, I was running dogs, and that's not necessarily the case this year. And uh, you find out that that is, yeah, I mean, you got to be doing my my makeup, my genetic makeup. I got to be moving forward, and I got to be, you know, uh, competing somehow. I don't know if it's checkers or darts or <laughs> you know, golf or uh, whatever. I got to be doing something. But dogs, definitely, I've uh, I've I found my, you know, my number one, uh, like, uh, outdoor endeavor, I guess. And, uh, and when I'm doing it, I'm just, I'm in a better place. Mm. Matt, the musher is with us from Alaska. And after his rookie, I did a rod man did life change for him. So want to get an update on some of, uh, the various adventures he has going on, but forgive me for not knowing this. I don't know how it works or how far, um, you know, the, the, the training and the kennels and the terrain, all that is and and what it's like. But do you ever see any of the dogs that you ran with last year? Have you had a chance to, to catch up with any of them? Yes. I mean, bits and pieces. So um, a few of them, your boy Louie and a few of them (laughs) went with Mats Peterson. Um, He's like a long time. I did a router and they live in Norway now. So I think, I think he's in Degali, um, Degali Park or something like that. Um, oh my gosh. And so, uh, yeah, I think eight of them. Um, yeah, they were, they were scooped up. Um, Kathleen, um, the owner of the kennel that I worked with before, mm-hmm. um, was kind of downsizing. And so she sold the core of her race team um, wow. pretty well right after the race. Like just maybe a 
maybe a month after the race. Um, and then the rest of the dogs competed in some of the local races, the dry land races, which is like you run with a dog or the dog, two dogs pull a bike and it's kind of a, a way to train pre snow. And then, um, we'll start seeing them now in the next week and a half, we'll be at the same races for the rest of the season. So I'll get to, I'll get to bump into all the girls again. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, that is, that's, it's difficult. I think about them often. They were very sweet. Um, came up, they, you know, we, we came a long way together and we spent a lot of nights together and, um, yeah, I, I think they're doing good. There's, um, there's a, another nurse from the lower 48, um, that came up and she is attempting to qualify for Iditarod. So, Whoa. um, Kathleen and a couple other, uh, the, the kennel owner and a couple other Iditaroders are helping, uh, this young lady, um, get, uh, qualified. So, the team's doing what it's, uh, you know, is, is in very, very good hands again. Um, although they are, there's so much snow up there. I think everyone's kind of having problems getting training miles in right now because it's, there's just tons and tons of snow. So mm. I, you know, I worry about them like that, but only because I can't be there to help them. Yes. <laughs> so, but I've, I've got a group of dogs I can help. And that's, uh, that's what we're, that's, you know, I'm, the, from here on out, we are uh, we'll, we're full bore. We got about six weeks before TG's first race, and uh, the focus is uh, bringing their speed up and keeping them healthy, mm. healthy and fat. <laughs> healthy and fat. I can't even imagine the attachment that you have formed with them, and and that will always be one that's really emotional too. But you relied on them uh, in the wilderness and some of the conditions that you pointed out. If you did not ever hear Matt the Musher's story as told on After Hours, not only do we have that preserved on our YouTube channel, but he was kind enough to give us exclusive access to some of his photos and videos that we also producer Jay put together with his story of his Iditarod, his rookie Iditarod experience. So again, that's on our YouTube channel. Um, one of our most popular guests of, of 21 and 22. Now we have to take a quick break, but then I want to get an update because I know you've been working on some kind of new adventures. If you wouldn't mind hanging on, we'll get right back to you. Matt, the musher awesome. is with us from Alaska. A little bit of a different shift in 22 and 23, but we're so glad to have him with us and getting an update here on After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Who let the dogs out? Listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I swear I had nothing to do with that. That was all Carlos. <laughs> but it fits for our special guest. Been waiting a long time to get an update from Matt the Musher, who joins us from Alaska. We first connected over a year ago over best dog breed, and Matt really had an answer that no one else could trump, and he's with us for a couple more minutes here after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, So you are not going to run the Iditarod in 2023, but that door is still open, and I can hear it in your voice, though. I am pretty excited for your daughter to continue in this adventure. I know that uh, she will rely on your expertise as well as just your your confidence in her, which you definitely have. But you've been busy connecting with a lot of others in the community, uh, the mushing community. So over the past few months, like even going back to April, what's it been like for you now to be part of that club, Matt? Uh, it's it's pretty neat. Um, you know, we 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 know what each other. You know, we know what we've been through, and um, and uh, you know, it's. I, it's hard to, hard to completely understand. Um, there's, I mean, everyone has their own takes on what we did and how we did it. And, uh, but it's, it's just, uh, it's a neat fraternity. Um, and it's, and it's, and it's hard to get into and, uh, it's just, it's super sweet. I think it's, uh, you know, you can cry with them, you can talk to them, you can mm-hmm. politic with them, you know, and, uh, we all, we all know where we've been, but it's been, it's been very neat. Um, it's kind of, the whole thing has opened up a few little, neat opportunities get to speak at my professional um nursing association's uh annual uh conference up here um and i'll get to do that again later on in the year um i get to do i've got to MC for uh i got to tell my story in front of um i don't know there are four or five hundred people uh, at a, an event kind of like the mock on um on uh npr cool. um, but it's our version arctic entries and so I'll, I'll go back during the Iditarod time when we do another show where we kind of, we fill one of our bigger, um, event, um, arenas here. I mean, and I get to help MC with one of my good friends. So we'll have seven storytellers and, uh, yeah, it's the whole thing has opened up a ton of opportunities, but, um, I think you're kind of alluding to it, but I've been taking, um, pictures, selfies with every finisher I come across <laughs> and, um, I have um, uh, out of the 823 finishers, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working my way through there uh, now, and uh, I meet people all the time uh, that refer me to someone, or I kind of meet a friend of a friend, and I've taken pictures with people's uh, family members, uh, I did rod finishers that have passed away, and um, started kind of. At first, it started I would just post me and a picture of them with our finishing numbers. And then I started putting their names and adding stories to them and mm. um, just fine. I mean, I've taken pictures with finishers from 1974. Wow. Um, people that have passed away in the last uh, just couple of years. I've, they're, you know, a daughter or a grandson or, and just 
hearing all these amazing heroic stories of these people or, you know, sad stories of how they pass or just kind of just wild stories that, you know, you know, nobody in Hollywood could write these stories. Mm. You know, these are just to be told, you know, around a campfire type of thing. So that that project's been pretty neat. Um, and it's just that's just because I'm a social media junkie and I like taking uh, <laughs> selfies with people. But uh, it's I mean, there's some really neat people running around uh, the neighborhoods up here for sure. What are a couple of the more popular questions that you get asked when you speak or when people want to hear about your Iditarod experience? Um, I think they, you know, one of the more, how do you, how do you deal with the sleep deprivation? Um, (laughs) And do the dogs really like to do it? And um, yeah, the dogs really like to do that, do it. I think um, any, anytime you do anything with positive reinforcement and, uh, I mean, raising Meaning kids treats, or, <laughs> <laughs> treats. Yeah. I mean, nonstop. And, and they, they always went for them. we I found their rhythms, you know, I knew what they wanted. And if not, I had another type of treat. I mean, we, I was down to, I had, they could have, I don't know, Buffalo, they could have beef, they could what? have chicken fat, they could have um, King salmon, they could have cat food, they could have oh crap, like old Roy dog food. I mean, there were, you had to flip, I mean, most of their dog food is like high end $70 a bag type stuff, but these guys had just about anything and they had their rhythms. And, uh, uh, once they started eating, they just wouldn't stop. I couldn't feed them enough. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, they, they love what they were doing and they, um, yeah, and they just enjoyed it. But, um, and then the sleep deprivation thing, I mean, I have no idea how I did it. It's that's <laughs> the, that's the, that's one of the reasons I like it scares me to ever do it again. Is like I, I have no idea how I did it. I think I just kind of woke up and I was a gnome at a certain point. You know, <laughs> I just kind of for you know for two weeks you exist on the trail in this kind of trance like state, and then you just kind of you know come over this hill and they're like, oh shoot, there's the finish line. How about oh my that? Gosh, <laughs> wow! It's, uh, I think it's, adrenaline, it's real... adrenaline, but also I would say probably your time as a nurse, especially working in the ER, prepares you for that as well because there are long hours yeah. and there are times when you're exhausted on your feet and yet you keep going because you have to. Right. I mean, you know, if your mic comes unplugged. You plug it back in. And you just keep going on. Okay, low blow, no Matt. What. Low blow. No, no matter what. No, but, you know, it's a, uh, it's tough. It's tough. Yes, yes, absolutely. Twenty five um, years. No, Twenty five years of doing radio, and I've never walked in a studio where the mic was unplugged ever in 25 years. How does anyone ever unplug the mic and not plug it back in? Is my dumb question. I guess. Uh, who who knows? It is. It's awesome. It's flip-flopping schedules, too. It's so hard to do that. It so is. Nights to yes. days, days to nights. You you end up losing days. And, Amy, I as much as I love you in this slot, like, we want you to <laughs> – I, I want you to have normal, natural lip, rhythms. Some people pretend to like nights for a long, long time. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Any, uh, I've, I've done my nights um, – and it was fantastic nights for me. If I did night shifts, I could coach during the day. So there I coached, and this is just pre-racing stuff. I was, I was able to work my night shifts, get a couple hours of sleep, go yes. and coach, and then make it to my next shift. So there's, there's definitely reasons to be there. Mm. Um, but man, it's it can be very hard when you're making those switches over, or you, yes. you're like, <laughs> I'm not going to sleep today. I'm just going <laughs> to go to bed at a normal person's time, and it. 
I don't know. It's uh, yeah, I don't know how you do it. Um, I don't know how people, I've, I've done it for times, but night shifts are hard. So, they definitely yeah. are. It won't be forever, though. I tell you, at the end of this contract, it'll be 10 years on this particular time slot, and I'm thinking that's probably enough. So we'll see. I'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, before I let you go, I know that yeah. I talked to you over the summertime. You were in Michigan, so you were home, and you were spending time yeah. with the family, which was great, and you asked yep. me a question about starting a podcast. Now, I told you that I would help. Apparently, as it turns out, you don't need my help, but whatever happened with the <laughs> Matt the Musher podcast um well it's it's very neat um i a very good friend from norway uh peter varga who's followed the race and a photojournalist and he's been all over the world he works for a company or well it's his place uh tying that studio they he taught he approached me about it um he said why would you consider starting a podcast and interviewing people one-on-one so this is how this is how far we've gotten We've gotten our uh, some basic equipment because everybody says don't go buy the thousands of dollars worth of stuff. Just get basic stuff. And then I've gotten yeses from a lot uh, from a few top mushers like Jesse Holmes uh, from Life Below Zero. He's you know you know eighty thousand Instagram followers, huge cool. following. He would be an interesting guy to talk to. Um, but I haven't done. I haven't been able to get an interview. I'm still working on all the tech stuff, like yes. do I have my settings right on GarageBand and do, um, am I sending the right type of file? And Amy, I am not, I'm not that guy. I, I mean, <laughs> I need a producer James or Carlos or whoever you, who, you know, that's the stuff because I'm going to send Peter the raw files in Norway. Right. He'll put it all together and then we'll, we'll do our show. Um, he lets me kind of do my chit chat and like, and that's probably what I'm good at, but the tech stuff and making it sound good. So we have a decent product is, uh, that's going to be, that's the part we're working on. So um, slowly but surely, because there's not enough time in a day to get everything done. Yes. Um, but I would like to get some of these stories out there because extraordinary stuff. Like this Ben Jacobson guy that I I met his uh, family. Um, he has an amazing story. And then met another fellow's uh, grandson that had passed. And this guy, this his grandfather had done had been in this race called the Great Alaskan Sweepstakes. It's every 25 years, and he was a couple oh. get a fourth place finish and then the way home his plane crashed with him and another musher and a bunch of dogs and it's just there's there's these amazing stories of you know survival and winning and loss and um and i think if you i yeah i want some cool fluffy information from these guys you know uh, like what's your favorite dog breed but that's gonna that's gonna start the uh that's gonna start the conversation and hopefully (laughs) we get some really cool, neat stuff. Um, and I don't get too serious and I keep it quirky because that's what I like. Uh, yes. so, uh, it should be, we, it's slowly, but surely I've got some yeses Good. on the interviews. Um, got to work out that tech stuff. Um, because, so, <laughs> uh, you know, I just <laughs> got to make sure things are plugged in. And uh, okay. To, okay. Yeah, okay. Because, oh my gosh. Enough, <laughs> that was two times. I'm sorry. Yeah. Overdid it. No, I totally understand, though, because it's not my area of expertise either, though after as many years as I've done it, uh, I could, I, I feel like I could fake my way through a conversation. But, yes, we all need a producer, Jay. He's really good at the tech stuff. So I am confident that he would be happy to help you with any of that if uh, if you need it. And, of course, we're here. If you would like to launch uh, your podcast, we'd be happy to help you promote it, too. And, and you have to promise us that you'll return uh, when it's time for the follow-up to the Chubby Bunny National Championship. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I think we, uh, it should be hosted possibly at some sort of like special golf event around Easter time, <laughs> say the Masters or something like that. And it would get nice. like come someplace warm in golf and do all of that. Because second, when I give up mushing, I'm, I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm definitely senior amateur type of guy. That's where there I want to be in the golf okay. world. So, But you're not giving up mushing yet. Just to confirm, oh, even no. though you're not racing in 23, you're not giving up mushing yet. You will be mushing again. Oh, yeah. It all, everything okay, sucks compared to mushing. Yes. yes <laughs> that's true. Nice. I like it. Well, thank you for making your announcement here on the show. And uh, thank you for spending a half hour plus with us. Thank you for giving me crap about a microphone cord that wasn't plugged so in. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. Love, and love. Uh, I would love for you to come back and let us know how your daughter's doing as she goes through this process. I know that you're a proud papa, but really, you're welcome back anytime, even if you just want to practice your podcasting skills. Sounds good, Amy. I appreciate it. And thank you for the offers to help. Uh, It's definitely going to be needed. So thank you. Perfect. Happy New Year to you and your family. And we will talk soon, Matt. Be safe. Thank you, Amy. Bye-bye. Matt Pavelio, Matt the Musher, he is one of your favorites, and I've been saving him as a bit of a holiday surprise. So I wanted to make sure that you heard from him. He's had some kind of a crazy year. You can hear it in his voice, though. Definitely misses having that adventure on his plate for the upcoming uh, spring, late winter, early spring. But he's not done. He's not retiring. Uh, So we're going to continue to follow his career. And again, if you missed his story of the 22 I did a ride, he was a rookie. He finished. It was harrowing. It was crazy. There were animal encounters. There are also videos and photos on our YouTube channel, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. center. Wide receiver motion. Snap, spin, handoff. Eckler with ease. Touchdown running over the center. A one-yard touchdown run in the Colts are falling behind with a play right there and a good-looking drive of 70 yards by the Chargers. And a first and goal handoff goes to Eckler and it's a one-yard touchdown run. First and goal at the one. Eckler got it. Herbert got the snap and it was an easy one-yard touchdown run. The second tonight for Austin Eckler from a yard away. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. There weren't very many highlights, but a couple of them, especially if you're a Chargers fan from Monday Night Football and the Chargers punching their ticket to the playoffs for the first time since 2018. Kevin Harlan with the calls of Austin Eckler's touchdowns against the Colts there on Westwood One. So they've clinched a postseason berth. With a 9-6 and six record, of course, two games left in this regular season. And they were a team that was in firm control of its own path. They jumped into that number six seed in the AFC because they beat the Tennessee Titans going back to before Christmas. Then the Jets, the Patriots, the Raiders all lost over the weekend, which made the path even I don't want to say easier, but simpler for the Chargers. And they had no trouble. They manhandled the Indianapolis Colts to get to the playoffs. So this will be the first time for Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert. And boy, they really appreciate that it was a total team effort to wrap week 16. You have to prove your toughness. 
And that's what we've proven so far this year is that we have a tough enough football team mentally and physically um, to be where we are right now, which is in the tournament. I think it's a great sign for all the hard work that we put in this year. And, and we've definitely dealt with our adversity, our fair share. Um, but, you know, the story of the day was the defense stepping up big time, getting those stops. And, um, you know, there's plenty of room for improvement for our offense. Um, but, you know, it, it's a good sign for us of, of things to come. So you may remember, for those of you who are Chargers fans, or you remember how it played out last year, uh, or I'm sorry, not last year, the year before, Brandon Staley and the Bolts were so close to making the playoffs, but they lost to the Raiders in Week 18, and all they needed was a win or a tie in the regular season finale. They would have been in the playoffs, but they didn't get it done and had to deal with that sting and, and feeling like they were so close, the what-ifs. This team is more battle-tested. I mean, I'm not going to tell you they're the most talented team in the AFC, not even in the AFC West, but you win and you're in. And how often have we seen that just getting a spot into the tournament um, is almost kind of a new lease on life for a particular team? And this one... I mean, they certainly had high hopes this season for double-figure wins to compete for the AFC West title. They made some major moves on defense. And, of course, they hit a, a bunch of injury snags the way that many teams did. But you're in. That's step number one. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Let's talk to Lee, who's in San Diego. Lee, welcome to the show. Hi, Amy. How are you doing? I'm good. Well, thanks for talking about the Chargers, man. You don't have I, to. Th- you don't have to thank me. It's my job. <laughs> I mean, this team has been disrespected all over the league forever, and uh, I've I've been an avid Chargers fan. I'm still in San Diego, and I still root for them. So, I guess people can take it back for what it's worth. But loyalty, I like it. 20 years of season tickets. I saw this. these fans sell their season tickets to the Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, and they just took over the stadium. That, that's why this, this town can't uh, support an NFL team. It's because of the fans. It's like a transplant. There's people here that don't care about sports. Well, I think that's the case anywhere. If you think about it, if you think about Phoenix, for instance, Phoenix, uh, a lot of Arizona, a lot of Florida are people who are transplanted or moved from colder weather climates um, to be able to to live out their years without the harsh conditions. I think that's the case anywhere. I mean, it's the United States. People move around all the time. Well, yeah, but this team has been subject to uh, all of that, and, and and they they just don't get any respect around the NFL. And this team is, I think this team is going to do something this year that that is going to that is going to shock the the uh, NFL world. I hope that you're right, Lee. Thank you for your phone call, San Diego. Happy New Year to you. But to be fair, the Chargers have earned their reputation. 
I get it. As fans, we tend to pile on, and sometimes we go to the same well over and over again. Uh, But the Chargers have earned the reputation. I think Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert in combination, along with some of the other long-tenured Chargers, you've got guys that were part of some really embarrassing seasons, but you've also got a change in culture. Um, And I like the new people that they brought in this year. They certainly paid major attention to the defensive line as well as to their pass rush and their secondary. So they were trying to bolster that defense for what was expected to be an explosive AFC West this season. Um, But they've also got guys who have been around for a long time, right? Ten-year veteran, Keenan Allen. Uh, He's seen the lowest of the lows with San Diego slash L.A. and can now be part of them getting back to the playoffs. So we've got a bunch of tickets punched, though we don't necessarily know the seeds. In the AFC, it's Buffalo, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Kansas City, and L.A. In the NFC, Philadelphia, Dallas, Minnesota, and San Francisco. So much yet to be decided. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.